0: to episode 166 of Shandlin on Batman, I am Justin Shandlin, and we got Kyle Davis. Yo. So, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone who is listening to this. It is December 28th, so we are three days after Wonder Woman 84 has made its debut on HBO Max, and... A lot to discuss, dissect, interject, because there's
1: a lot that can be said.
0: I I don't know if I have like the right words to articulate my overall feelings on it. I've seen it twice now. And well, let's Kyle start. How are you today, sir?
1: I just rolled out of bed. But other than that, I'm feeling pretty great, actually. I'm, I'm enjoying so, some time away from work now that the, the holidays are actually over with, and I can rest a little bit.
0: Um, what did you see, Wonder Woman, 1984?
1: I saw it Christmas night.
0: So we've been waiting for this movie now for what a year and not like a half. Like, what's the when was it supposed to actually like officially debut? Like last year, right?
1: I, like think Christmas it was, I, th- I think it was like November of last year. Question and mark? then they
0: got pushed back Uh huh. and then like the pandemic happened. And now we finally get a chance to see it on HBO max. Um, Kyle, you have an interesting point or an interesting take on, like, we haven't really talked about the movie. Me and Kyle, he just said a few things here or there before we get into the review of this film. Um, what was your, what you just like before we started recording, what was your kind of like knee jerk take?
1: My, my, my knee jerk take. So uh, my, my quick little take is Wonder Woman 84 is a very strange movie and I'm not sure why it released in the state it did despite having been finished for over a year.
0: So you're saying because this film has been basically on the shelf for a year why is it as flawed as it is? Essentially, is that what you're trying to say? Is that what you're getting uh, at?
1: I mean, I mean, I know why it's as flawed as it is because the it's not Jeff the te- it's not the technical things that kind of hold the movie back. I think the it's just kind of like a bad script that they used. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to say that. Cause of Jeff Johns, whoever the writer was, <laughs> there's this a lot of very. Odd decisions they made with this movie. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it, but it's just like, it feels like for a vast majority of the movie, the characters are not themselves. The themes are very mixed and either just very surface level messages or it doesn't know what it's even trying to say. And the pacing is all over the place. It's just like, how did this movie release in this state? Like, especially after the previous one-on-one movie, shouldn't we begin something more competent than what we got? This is not,
0: we're not, this is not the Dark Knight. This is more, this might be like a Batman Forever kind of a
1: film. Yeah, this is, I will say right off the bat, if you have not seen the movie yet, go in expecting something that's pretty campy, very silly, it, 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 this is like nothing like the first Wonder Woman <laughs> I, that was a very jarring thing I had to learn over the course of uh, the the runtime. I, I probably should have known after the opening scene when literally the there's like these uh, criminals and one of them is uh, knock off Michael Keaton and they're like pretending to be the Three Stooges while they're robbing this, this store I was like what is happening right now I'm I'm so confused what the tone of this movie is gonna be.
0: Um so I'll say this. Like the my overall thoughts on Wonder Woman eighteen nineteen eighty four. That's the best we got. Like that's it. That's the best yeah. we did. We've been waiting since twenty seventeen, right? That's when Wonder Woman came out, right? And that's it. That's the best. And like I know we're gonna get tons of shit for this episode, but like it's our honest opinion on Wonder Woman 1984.
1: Yeah, I I think it should be said that we go in wanting these movies to be good. We we go in wanting to like these movies. But we just have to be honest and say, "Hey, this is not good enough. This this, this should be better." <laughs> so, the fans deserve uh, better than this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, it, the consistency of the DCEU has always been a problem. Man of Steel, then the next film, then the next. It's like, it's like always back and forth. And this film should have been The Dark Knight. This film, and I'm not saying totally it should be The Dark Knight, but it, the, I'm talking about quality. This film right, should like, have been. We've best. already
1: taken the time to go over her origin story. We've already set up the characters. Now that we got all that out of the way, we should be able to just transition into a really solid, well-told story. And that's not what happened. And, like,
0: so we should definitely preface this as going to be heavily spoilers. So let's get into it, Kyle. Like, we've kind of given our, like, knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> it's a technically well-made film, but thematically, the narrative, the plot, doesn't work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not my Maxwell Lord. That's the best they could do with Cheetah. That's the best they could do with Barbara Minerva. That's the that's 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 what they're doing with Steve Trevor.
1: So yeah, like there there's a lot of really yeah. weird things about this movie, like especially Cheetah, how she's a bad guy because she tried to beat the crap out of her rapist and then she grew fur. So she looks weird so she's a bad guy
0: like this movie's so bizarre all right let's let's get like into like the actual like review of
1: this film <laughs> yeah, let's now, that. If
0: i would give this film like a grade like a like out of four stars i'd give this like two and a half stars like and that's okay. me being nice i have problems with this film i have a lot of problems with this film the first hour and a half meanders into nothing what's going on in this first hour and a half like you have that really strong opening sequence and then you have that really bizarre campy mall,
1: the, the mall, the mall heist, whatever. Yeah. And also despite how much I actually like the opening scene, it doesn't actually do anything with the movie. Like the entire sequence is there to set up the message that cheating is bad. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. And kind of... Very profound message. we got going on here. <laughs> and
0: not just that um i mean it does it does pay off at the end when they talk when you know diana's talking about truth and how important truth is and everything but that first after that sequence they they spend so much time setting up these other characters like they they're setting up electro from Sp- the amazing spider-man 2 i mean i mean Edward Nigma from Batman I mean Barbara Minerva from yep. Wonder Woman 4. They I'm, spend glad I'm, it
1: not, I'm glad I'm not the only one I was like, man, this is pretty much as Electro over again, isn't it? <laughs> she's she's like, the the awkward, nerdy girl that gets looked down upon because she's the awkward nerdy girl. And then, like she, second, and then she gets powers and becomes a villain because reasons. <laughs> Like like this
0: whole hour and a half, that whole hour and a half nothing happens. It's not pro- it's not it's not progressing Diana's story. They spend so much time telling these other character stories, and then when we finally see Steve Trevor return, I'm just like, what? Yeah, That's that was, what they're that,
1: doing. That was that was so weird. <laughs> It's like, so let me get like, this straight. So, like, let me let me get this straight. The magical wishing rock that can literally create stuff from nothing, it can materialize matter from nowhere, has to have Steve Trevor possess the body of some innocent person.
0: And like, what happens to that dude? Does, is he? Is and, and that dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, is, is that dude trapped inside that guy's body? Like, is he aware is of what's going on? Is he aware that he had to bang Wonder Woman without his consent? <laughs> these,
0: well, are the, these
1: are the questions that the movie has us asking, okay? That's that's just where we're at. Like, it makes no sense. And it's so convoluted.
0: Like, that first hour and a half is so convoluted. And like they they spend all this time trying to Bring this emotion. And as much as I love Chris Pine, what was the reason for him to come back in this film? How does he pay off the story that was already told in Wonder Woman? It felt
1: like they just brought him back because Patty was brought back so that they could do a role reversal and have him beat the fish out of water. Like, Yes, it, like he's the fish out of water, but it felt like it almost felt like
0: Patty Jenkins just really wanted to work with Chris Pine again and Diana to recreate that magic from the first film. But it just doesn't make any logical sense. And as much as I, like Chris Pine gives an amazing performance, you know, Gal Gadot, like wow, she's really becoming a fantastic, strong actress. But that magic that you had in Wonder Woman is trying to be recreated here, and it kind of like does a disservice to that first film. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. had that big emotional weight at the end of Wonder Woman 8, uh, Wonder Woman, I'm gonna say Wonder Woman 84, but you have that big emotional weight at the end of Wonder Woman. And as much as I'd love to see these characters interact, the way that he was brought back by Wishing Stone, just doesn't pay off for me yeah. it doesn't work for me it's such a weird trope that they use it's such a weird McGuffin that they used it was like they tried it's like they tried to make this like indiana jones with one <laughs> of
1: and i, it, I mean they, they tried more than once to make it feel like indiana jones there was that one uh that one chase sequence on the highway that was actually pretty decent but the action was terrible too, Kyle. What the hell? I said decent, not good. Okay, I'm I'm trying here. <laughs> the, the action in
0: this film was just not good, and that's not my Maxwell Lord. So if I had to like sum up my overlock thoughts, like Wonder Woman eighty four is Bruce Almighty meets um.
1: But what did I? it come to me. But like, so Almighty meets uh Indiana Jones meets uh w- Wishmaster. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's so weird. Like, like I get it. Like, if you had a wish, you'd probably bring back your loved one. You'd probably bring back, you know, someone you cared about. You'd probably bring back an uncle, a mom, a dad. Like, you know, they have all these things. But it just doesn't work thematically in this film because the pseudoscience that they used, you're, you spend more of your time trying to figure out, well, hold up here. Why can't they, if they can bring, if you can grant any wish, why do you need to have like this weird pseudoscience that tries to explain why Steve Trevor overtakes this dude's body? Why can't he just return Mm -hmm. from the,
1: like obviously, you got to figure yeah, out a way to like, kill him. Even, even later in the movie, it shows stuff just being like magically created out of nothing, like literally making matter from nowhere. So why is that the case? Of Steve Trevor doesn't just does not work on people for some reason? I don't know. Like like you said, it's just like it, it felt like the draft was delivered. Oh, that's that's it. Let's <laughs> it. Like, you know... <laughs> we can't do a second go on this script. We got we got to start filming now.
0: Like, it just didn't, like, that stuff really bothers me. And I love these characters, and I love the things that they do in the film. And I really do think that there is a lot of chemistry and emotion that is brought out between these two characters. You feel the emotion. You feel that they truly, deeply care about one another. But the way that it was executed just doesn't work. It just doesn't. And that first hour and a half of the film, after the opening sequence, after that weird, it just sits there. Nothing is happening. Nothing's happening. There's nothing that's going on in the film that is drawing me in to the story of this progression of who this character was, where she's at now, and where she's going to go.
1: Yeah, this movie does not earn its runtime at all. Like, you could probably go in and cut almost an hour of footage and you wouldn't really miss a whole lot, to be honest.
0: No, like it would it would probably be a lot. It would probably be a much. It would probably be I wouldn't say it wouldn't be a richer film, but it probably would be a film that is much more exciting it would probably be a film that doesn't feel like it's wasting our time. But, like, so, like, when, when Steve finally comes back and they and we're seeing him trying to become that fish out of water, like, you know, it's just all the same tropes from the first film. That's yeah. it. Like, it's just yeah. updated <laughs> from 1980.
1: And it's like the same tags like, only, only except it's 80s clothing instead of the, the time and, like, from it, the 40s
0: right and like then like the whole reason this film is set in the 80s doesn't make sense to me either this film doesn't need to be called wonder woman 1984 this movie just needs to be called wonder woman 2 because they don't use the eight like the 1980s yeah
1: yeah any like i think i'm saying like I, i think what they were going for was like a cold war type of thing especially with how the ending goes Mm-hmm. But, but it, they didn't pay them off. No, then it, it, it not they not enough to warrant like the 1980s Wonder Woman that they were going for. Like the trailers like are cool. Movie- the the music was cool. But honestly, there's like five minutes of 80s in this movie, and then the rest of it could have taken place at any time, and it wouldn't have made a difference.
0: Exactly. Like this is like I feel like this movie is better than X Men: Age of Apocalypse, but it feel it has those same. Issues like Age of Apocalypse, and like I like Patty Jenkins, I like Gal Gadot, I love Wonder Woman, but this is not the sequel we as fans deserve. The fans deserved it to be so much better. The fans deserve this from to be so much tighter. This is like a tale of two films, Kyle. <laughs> the first yeah. one and a half is it just is so long and laborious and really nothing's happening and then all of a sudden like the last hour it's just like oh something's going on something's happening
1: like the like uh,
0: what are you? <laughs> everything,
1: everything is just kind of going and there's like it's like okay where where are we going and then like all of a sudden like just out of nowhere uh we got max lord he's like oh i'm sick all of a sudden hey i need to go find tv station so i can broadcast to the world oh i guess we're i guess we're set up for the climax now all right let's go it's like oh all right here what let's go everybody what? get on the helicopter we gotta we gotta go to the tv station let's go like like and like
0: the whole like the 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 writing of like 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 barbara Minerva's story is pretty sure like you see like okay she is the nerdy downtrodden female who can't take care of herself i mean that's how, kind of how they portrayed her mm-hmm. like she's kind of like a stumbling, fumbling bumbling character
1: and,
0: and she then needs, like, she
1: needs one woman to come save her from from bad people right
0: yeah. i mean she she has problems with you know her you know just walking in heels like it just like that's what you're giving us like, I like that doesn't make any sense to me. Why couldn't she have been, like, a strong female character that has a lot of interesting, you know, she could have been, like, the first, you know, this in the, like, in this era. Like, she could have been like that. She could have been, like, looked upon. But, like, it's everyone, like, everyone wants power in this movie. Like... Wonder Woman wants the power to bring back her loved one. Barbara Nerva wants power to become a cheetah, an apex predator. Max Lord just wants power for power reasons.
1: So, so that like brings right? us back to the message of the movie. Like, what is this movie trying to say? Is it trying to say that you're not supposed to be able to get what you want? Is that the message of the movie? I don't know, like it, like it, nothing,
0: like that stuff doesn't pay off. And like go, going to back to like the Cold War stuff, that, like, that stuff should have been ramped up. There should have been more conversation. But all of a sudden, they're like, "We're in, we're in the White House."
1: <laughs> yeah. like, like, they could have done it so like, Would it have been that difficult in like the first hour and a half to just set up scenes with politicians and talking about the, uh uneasy threat of nuclear war the, the uh, you know the threat of an upcoming war from the overseas or whatever it's like you could have put that in the movie at any point before like the 90 minute mark and it, it would have actually tied into the ending but nope we were just like oh we gotta go do this thing now
0: and like that like that stuff too like the, like so they're in the oval office and max lord is like, well. What do you want? Tell me what you want. Like, make a wish. It's what do you want for Christmas?
1: Nuclear <laughs> weapons.
0: What? <laughs> like what? Maxwell Lord is Santa Claus
1: for everything nobody ever wants. Oh God! Like, Mr. President, like, do you want n- nuclear warheads at, uh, ready to fire? Oh yes, just said. love that very much.
0: And like that stuff doesn't make any. Like, this is not my Maxwell Lord. Like this is like this weird. Like I remember reading Maxwell Lord in Crisis of the Infinite Earth, um, you know, like the Maxwell Lord like, like during like the New 52 stuff. Like none of this stuff makes sense to me. Like this is not my Maxwell Lord. It's like faux Donald Trump because <laughs> everyone needs to do – Donald Trump. So here's just another way to shit on this dude, and they're going to make him – this weird failed
1: business, like it was just too on the nose. With <laughs> can, that, can, can I say though that, Can I say though? I think that uh, Pedro Pascal actually did play a, his role very well. I just didn't really like the role. Yeah.
0: Yes, I would. I would agree with you. Like I think that he is a very. Like I said the other day, he is the. He is one of the, his generation's best actors right now. He's on fire. Everything he does, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes back to ghost that goes back to you know the mandalorian that goes to this film like there's tons of stuff where he's really great in but this this just didn't make sense like the way that they you know they could have set up new gods they could have set up this stuff they could have set up you know other things but none of this made sense so this dude wants to this dude like rub the magic lamp like This movie felt like a Like Jafar rubs the magic lamp and then becomes a genie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a great and powerful genie. Your wishes been so he granted. Becomes... But, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I didn't understand. So the more wishes he grants...
1: The more it wounds him, yeah, he he gets and like sick from it. Which I I guess I would have been fine, but they don't really set that up exp- until he's like already until he's yeah. already getting really sick and has to go look for a cure. It's like oh, like couldn't have have like inserted a little something about that. Like when they were researching the the wishing stone, like there there was multiple scenes where they're like reading a book about the wishing stone. And there, there's just no information about it. We're just like, oh, I, I guess it exists. I guess it was from over the world, but we don't know anything about it.
0: So, this movie is Bruce Almighty Meets Superman Returns. <laughs> That's what this film is. You're, you're, and I mean, guilt, no disrespect to Patty Jenkins. I mean, no disrespect to Jeff Johns. I don't mean no disrespect to the cast or the people who made this film but this is just such a weird, bizarre film to come out in 2020. Like, this movie could have been creaked and worked on, and, you know, they even did reshoots on this film. They allowed for reshoots. What the hell?
1: <laughs> it doesn't feel like a man. Like I, I, That's what I'm saying. Like, this whole movie, I'm like... So this movie's been, like, in a finished state for over a year, and yet we get this very disjointed kind of sloppily thrown together movie that meanders for too long the action sequences aren't even that great I mean they're okay but not great it's just they're like, fine it's like what what happened what happened to this project like seriously like
0: I remember you know there were so many iconic moments in the first Wonder Woman like the no man's land sequence when she you know breaks through the glass when she gets when she takes down the bell tower when uh when she sees Steve Trevor you know airplane blow up when um she fights Ares. she does none of that in this film she doesn't <laughs> fight maxwell lord she barely she, fights
1: she tells she, maxwell lord he's been a bad person he needs to stop what he's doing
0: and like that moment with the beautiful lie stuff is great and everything and i loved it and like that's probably my favorite part of the film but like that's about it and like there are a lot of like technically this is a well-made film and yeah, i think it was like, beautifully
1: shot like there are there are two just... there are two big standout things for me in this movie the first was the cinematography. I think it was actually a really well shot movie. Mad mm-hmm. props to her there. The second thing that I really liked about this movie was the soundtrack. I think Hans Zimmer killed it. it but not my favorite, but I think he did a really solid job.
0: He did a great job. I love the soundtrack. I love, the, you know, when they used a beautiful lie. I love the, all the actors are giving it their all. They're all working really hard. They're giving great performances. This might be Gal's best performance in any film I've seen her in. Very, you know, she there's a she go she takes the character places that she didn't take the character before, which I like to see. But it's the overall storytelling, and I'm not gonna blame Jeff Johns for this whole thing. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. And I see that he gets all this. He gets crap down now. So, like and like, my argument is this is more Patty's fault than it is anyone's fault. She was the one who set this movie up. She was the one who had the idea for the sequel. She wrote the script with Jeff. She filmed the movie. She put the film together with her editor. The buck stops at her. Like I'm tired yeah. of seeing people where everyone's gonna. This is where everyone's gonna turn off the the episode <laughs> if they haven't already. Since they have, we haven't really talked about good things, but uh, but I just like, it's just not his fault. And like he's just been, like he's just the new scapegoat for the problems of the DCEU. So before it was this person, now it's that person, now it's Jeff Johns. This dude wrote, arguably, from what everyone has said, the best Batman scripter's ever been. He's written some of the best comic books of the last 10 or 15 years. He oversaw the best, like the most complete and best, two two best DC films. Wonder Woman he wrote, the first Wonder Woman. He oversaw the production on Shazam. He helped with Aquaman in a lot of way, mm-hmm. a lot of way. And so now all of a sudden this is his fault. That's bull crap. And I'm tired of seeing that online. Like, oh, get Jeff Johns away from these DC characters. No, no. <laughs> with Jeff Th- these, these would be way worse films. And these characters would not have been brought into, you know, the 21st century. It was his Aquaman yeah. run. It's his damn run. It's his, you know, his, you know. His Batman run that he did. You know, he's done a lot of great things. And like I said, like everyone who has read that Ben Affleck Batman script has said that film, that's the best Batman script that's ever been written. Like countless people, Ben Affleck has support said, I will read anything that this guy writes. As he's holding up a comic, a Jeff Johns comic. Like this dude is a good writer. And like that's why I just like I'm t- I'm tired of people placing blame on the wrong people because they don't want their director to leave. <laughs> but I'm I don't see Patty Jenkins coming back. I know it was announced yesterday, and I would be happy to be wrong. I think Patty Jenkins is a good director. This film isn't that great. Hopefully they take the criticism, but I just don't see Patty Jenkins coming back.
1: And here's I mean, why I don't see yeah, Patty Jenkins coming back. At the end of the day, though, she she's had more hits than misses. She's not a bad director by any means. You know, It just no. sometimes a project falls to the cracks of it. It doesn't turn out how everyone had hoped it would. Right, so, we, you know, you can't, you shouldn't end someone's career over a bad movie or anything like that, but. You know, I mean, what that's it's... what
0: we're seeing, you know, with the Twitter world right now,
1: as they're talking that's, about. That's Twitter for you, though.
0: <laughs> so,
1: get rid of Jeff.
0: I was just like this, this this dude. If everyone would embrace him writing a Superman script, I'd much rather see that than JJ J. Abrams' Superman Flyboy.
1: Oh, please no! Let,
0: let's not let's not forget that. So, um. But I'm like I said, I'm not seeing her direct the third film, and like there's like there's some evidence in regards to that. Look at her schedule; she's supposed to be doing Cleopatra, Cleopatra, and she's supposed to be doing Rogue Squadron for Disney. Um, she verbally bitch-smacked the new C, well, not the new C, the Jason Kalar who's overseeing, you know, Warner Brothers, Warner Media, and the DC Universe. Um. She has talked about the The theatrical release mm-hmm. Of film and how she doesn't You know basically she doesn't want to work at a studio
1: Like that That alone is something That makes you think she wouldn't want to come back for another movie Like she, she's and, definitely One of those big directors that's like I want my movie to be at the movie theaters Not streaming services And so yeah, and, any excuse to not work for Warner Brothers Seems like something she may do
0: And she made Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that, that's a factor too <laughs> oh,
0: so man. all those things factor in like like I said like if she came back and finished her trilogy and this third film was really something special and really great I'm for it but I feel like there are other writers and directors out there who could equally do a better job than what we got with this right?
1: I, I mean there's always People out there looking for a chance to to have their big breakout moment, you know. Uh, even know, even, even if I wasn't a fan of Wonder Woman eighty four, I'm so excited for whatever Patty does next. You know, so mm-hmm. she if she finishes the trilogy or she does something else. I I'm looking forward to whatever she does.
0: Um, what did you like about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? We talked about all the bad things <laughs> about it.
1: I, I I did like the, a lot of the visuals. Like every scene, you could take a screen cap of it and or just like post a picture of it and I'd be like, yeah, that looks really good. That that's pretty. I like that. And I know it's um, not the that shouldn't be the only thing you would like for about a movie. Like I said, I, I like the soundtrack. Uh, the overall designs of the visuals were great, but man, other than that though, I'm trying I'm trying to think because. Every time something came up that I, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm really excited about this. It just kind of led nowhere and didn't really do anything, like um the golden armor they, that was like their big promotional poster standout thing. She gets it for less than five minutes in the in the movie, <laughs> like she gets it she she has one little fight with cheetah and then she ditches it. I'm like oh. All right, I, that could have been really cool, but no, it's just it's just, it's just, it's just what it is, I guess.
0: <laughs> like this movie's so weird. I do like Hans Zimmer's score. I do like the overall direction. Um, I love the performances. There's a ton of stuff that I do enjoy. You know, but I've seen the movie twice now, and I the the problems that they are are so so glaring. And I guess like my problem is, is like this movie, this movie should have been better.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And like, like when, when, you know, in the context of history, when we look back on Wonder Woman 1984, we'll look about, like look about, probably look back on this film with a little bit more rosy glow than what we are right now, just because, you know, we're kind of like in it right now. Does that make sense? We're kind of like looking at it and. There are great things in this film, but, like, the big issues I have in the story, the action, you know, the overall characterizations of both the main villains, like, there really wasn't a big baddie in this film.
1: No. Like, like for the longest time, I'm sitting there watching this movie, and I'm like, the bad guys aren't really bad guys. I mean, they have their own wants and desires, but they're not necessarily nefarious. Like, is it that bad that uh Max Lord wants to save his failing business I mean yeah, he's a little bit scummy, but it's, he's not a bad guy by any means uh cheetahs she's not a bad person she you know she just wants to protect herself she wants to not have to rely on others so much like is that that's not a bad thing but they're 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 kind of painted to be bad guys because they utilized a stone that was apparently created by an evil god to get that. I guess so. They're bad people because of that. I don't don't know.
0: It's. I don't know.
1: They they did turn it up to eleven by the end, where uh, like Max Lord's like, "I'm going to take over the world now." But it's like, "Oh, I thought you were just trying to get money for your failing business." I guess we can take over the world now. (laughs) Uh, Just pump the the gas pedal there.
0: I think the idea there was that he, like the the overall message is the more powerful you become, the more power that you want to attain. And like here's the here's why you don't, you know, want all this power. Like here's the here's the overall, like, hey, don't does that make sense? Like power
1: yeah. I, I can kind of see where they're going with that, but I feel like it it's surface level at best of what they're trying to trying to say. What 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 grade
0: like we haven't talked like there really wasn't like usually we talk about like hey what's your favorite scene there really it like i think the beautiful lie scene's been was my favorite scene in this film mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed opening like the first 10 minutes but like other than that like i'm trying to think like what
1: was if, if i had to pick my favorite scene i think i would go with that highway chase like it, it wasn't I the most amazing thing but it. like i actually did like the, the idea of her out on the highway there and, like, blocking all the guns. Like, that was the closest we got to another No Man's Land.
0: I mean, I guess, but it just doesn't... The action's so bad. <laughs>
1: it could have been so much better.
0: Like, what the hell? Like, the action in Wonder Woman is so gritty. And it's so, like, real-world. This one, like... It's like... the. Uh, they, I don't know, like, just the way that she was running, and
1: like, you like. <laughs> I've she's seen YouTubers like do it better.
0: <laughs> like, she's running like this, I'm just, and like, it just doesn't, and like, I don't know. It was so silly. Just, I didn't know whether I should be like, cheering or laughing or what when I'm watching that. But like, then, like, when that a big, emo- like, okay, like, okay, I do know what my favorite moment in that film is, is when she finally realizes that she has to renounce her wishes. Mm. And there's that big emotional payoff because this is she knows that this is going to be the last time that she sees Steve Trevor, you know, they tell each other how much they feel about one another and then you hear, you know, Steve in the background. You know, he says something like, I'll always love you or something like that. And you see her... And you see Diana struggle to, you know, she ultimately does not want to renounce her wishes, but if she doesn't, like, she can't be the hero for everyone. You know, like, that was a super powerful moment. That was a super powerful scene. And then when she starts to, like, run, and then she, like, begins to jump, and then she starts to, you know fly and then she's riding the lightning with her lasso like that stuff is super powerful that stuff is super good so I would say that's my favorite then the next part is the beautiful lie moment where the Sahan Hans Zimmer score but I don't know if that's because I like that scene or I like that music or if it's a combination of both I'll have to watch it for a third time and really get a grasp of my thoughts on that but uh I don't know like the Maxwell Lord subplot didn't work for me like it just doesn't
1: so I mean... there was a scene that I thought I was going to absolutely love, and I was really excited for it to happen when it was happening, but after thinking about it, I kind of got disappointed, and that was the uh, the invisible jet. like that's such an iconic Wonder Woman thing, but then when they're setting it up, she's just like, "Oh, by the way, I have the power to make things invisible." It's like, okay, I, I guess you can do that now. That was not set up before. And then they do that. And then Steve Trevor, who's piloting this modern jet, despite having only been trained on World War II fighters for some reason, decides, I'm going to go fly this plane through a bunch of explosives. I'm, I'm going to fly this plane through this. It looked nice, but I'm like, this is such a huge stretch of, you know, my me just like, all right, forget what what's realistic, just... Just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. <laughs> none, of, none of this makes any sense. Oh, we got the invisible jet, so that's nice. Yeah. Even though she then immediately learns how to fly, so it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what grade would you give this film like we need to revi- I feel like we need to watch this again Kyle and revisit this
1: yeah this is this would be one for for looking back on later on uh but if i had to review it now after my first viewing i'm going to give it a c minus ooh i was going to give it a c plus i'm not i'm not willing to go up that high there's just too many flaws for it to to really go up that high for me I, like i wanted to like this movie a lot i i think i think people that have listened to previous episodes will, will know that like we've all been really excited for this movie we had high expectations for this movie it it, it just didn't deliver no. no so i go back different. to my i go back to my original question at the beginning of this episode w- what happened how, how did we end up where we're at
0: And I think that like what this film needed, I think, is it needed those cameos. Like it could have used like maybe a young Bruce Wayne or could have used, you know, a young.
1: So (laughs) that just made me realize. Yeah. So this takes place in the 80s. Like this takes place before Batman vs Superman, Justice League, uh, even Aquaman. And nobody talks about the fact that there was an apocalyptic event in the eighties. Nobody talks about the, the, the day when like hundreds of nukes went launching in through the air and then just immediately disappeared out of nowhere. The, <laughs> does nobody talk about the day when people wished for the loved ones to come back and then they disappeared?
0: Like no one, no. Yeah. No one talks about the fact that they, everyone's wishes were granted and like, oh, that's, a, that's another thing too.
1: It's like, Oh, we need to make everyone denounce their wish to save the day. So we got millions of people to denounce their wish at the same time. We got millions of people to say, I don't want my loved one to be alive anymore. So I'm willing to say goodbye. I mean, if they had just gone with the, the scenario where only uh, Max Lord had to denounce his wish, that's fine. But no, they they implied that everybody had to denounce their wish. You mean to tell me that some like random Joe Blow is going to be like, "Oh, hey, my 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 dead relative is back. I guess I need to say goodbye to them because the guy on the TV said so." (laughs) I I don't buy it. Why,
0: like, I, like, and go back to the sequence when we finally get to see Steve Trevor again, and he's in the mirror, and he's looking, and it's some other dude. And then at the end of the movie, there's that dude again. I'm just like, what?
1: He just shows up, he's like, this is a weird day, isn't it? <laughs> well, I got to go, Bill. You have a nice one. Like, that just made my day. All right, Mr. Random Guy. You know what? Good good for that guy. That guy is probably going to become the next big Hallmark star, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I was a Wonder Woman's boyfriend. I just never knew. <laughs> there's, a, there's, the, there's the movie. If something they can do something may or Christ- may not have
1: happened that I'm not aware of, but I can't deny this.
0: If they can do a Colonel Sanders Christmas movie, they can do this.
1: Happy holidays, everybody. What
0: this movie just is so? We need to bring someone else on just to talk about this stuff because we clearly can't articulate exactly what uh, the, that was.
1: We're missing something apparently. So and I think what we're missing is drugs. I, th- I think we just need to go watch. You'll take some acid and then watch it again.
0: Anything else we need to say about this episode, Kyle?
1: <laughs> no <laughs> I don't think so <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right Uh, make sure that you are doing all that you can to follow us make sure that you're following me on twitter at Batman Shailin. make sure you follow our podcast twitter at Shalen on Bat you can find Kyle on twitter at Looting Kyle Make sure that you are doing those things. Follow or retweet. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry if you listen to this first 20 minutes of this episode and you're like, nope, they're just trashing this movie I love. We mean nothing by it. We're just casual. Well, we're pretty hardcore fans. I wouldn't say we're casual fans, but we we mean no disrespect for those who do enjoy this film and really did find a lot in there for them, so um, with that being said... Uh, thank you for listening and happy new year.